Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Kelly Driscoll. In this episode, you'll hear part one of my conversation with Lillian Rayfelt, Professor of Nursing at Three Rivers Community College. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Kelly Driscoll. And in this episode, I am excited to introduce Lillian Rayfelt, Professor of Nursing at Three Rivers Community College. Welcome, Lillian. Thank you, Kelly. It's it's wonderful to be here and and share the wonders of ePortfolio and digication and how we use it. Oh, I'm so excited for you to share your story. So I was taking a, a little peek and uh, going do- down memory lane a little bit. And I think I saw that your account got created back in uh, 2014. Does that sound right? That sounds about right. Um, we were experimenting with the ePortfolio system and reflective learning in nursing prior to that. Um, and mm-hmm. There was the Connecticut Consortium Distance Learning, so they did have a portfolio system, and I was lucky enough to to be part of that work too. And then moving on with LaGuardia Community College was fabulous and expanded all of our learning so much um, in in many ways, in the ways of learning through ePortfolio, the way of assessment, um, and again, in nursing, growing reflections. for the individual learner. Yeah. And for those that may not be as familiar with how ePortfolios may be used in nursing, could you talk a little bit about maybe why you were interested in the practice of reflecting, your students reflecting, maybe even going back to the beginning stages of when you were starting to to roll this out? Because we can definitely talk about how things have evolved since then. Okay. Uh, so as you develop as a, into a registered nurse and also as you continue practice, you reflect on your day, you reflect on incidents. And it's through that reflection, feedback, um, searching the literature, consulting with others that you grow and you say, okay, these are things that went well and these are things that I'll do differently. And how was this individual patient um, a learning experience? And where did I go with that? So what happens is nurses do that. And when we start out in a nursing program, they are reflecting on action. In other words, they're submitting written reflections with the purpose to grow them into people who reflect in action. And Mm. 
what happens is um, when we started using the portfolio system, they were able to put their reflections into specific um, buckets that we had helped them set up. And then they were able to look back over the semesters and see their growth. So it was almost as if they were having an additional course besides the four semesters that they have in nursing, because they could go back and look, what did I do in the first semester and how is that now different as I'm in the third semester? So that was the focus. And we had some assignments, too, that they specifically did throughout the four semesters, um, and they shared them with a peer. So they'd Mm -hmm. um, have another one read it besides the instructor, and they got feedback that way. We were very cautious because in healthcare, there is the principle of HIPAA and patient confidentiality. Right. Right. So when they first started, we spent time on what is HIPAA and what not to put into your portfolio and how to create your stories without using a hospital name or a a physician name, a patient name, a nurse name, you know, the room number, all those type of things so that it was private to the student the appear and the instructor at first, and then they could turn it into um, a more public view if that was appropriate after an instructor reviewed. And there is one assignment that really worked very well in the fourth semester, and it addressed the program outcomes. And it asked the student to say, how did you meet this program outcome? So what was great about that, it was a paper that they were writing. Some wrote it in a stylistic way. Some answered the questions directly. But what happened Mm -hmm. was no paper was the same. And so it gets rid of the, the problem of plagiarism. It gets rid of the problem of you citations. They did have to use some references, but it really allowed them to express themselves. And they were really joyous with their product. And they shared it with family members. Um, they shared it sometimes when they went on for their BSN um, degree, because we provide an associate degree and we always recommend that they go on for the RN to BSN degree, because that's best practice. And it was at the other institutions, they asked for a philosophy of nursing, and they easily shared their portfolio, and it was it was regarded well by some of the other institutions. So that that's that's, that's part of our our reflective story. Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, Lily, that the students in the initially were kind of putting in reflections within some kind of specific buckets that had been outlined in the e-portfolio. What were some of those buckets, so to speak? How did you help the students kind of 
get started and scaffold this process of reflective learning? So what we did is we started with the first um, about me, which many portfolio systems start. And then we had them do an exercise, um, define nursing in the first semester. What do you think nursing is? There were areas related to the courses they've taken prior to coming into nursing. So how did they believe that taking a psychology course or a um, anatomy and physiology or a public speaking course, how did that relate to them becoming a nurse? So again, trying to make those connections. There were course setups, so a kind of structured course setups, but also with the outcomes of the course, which actually um, was backward design, really reflected the end of program outcomes. So again, continuing mm-hmm. to help them with the core values of who they're becoming and the program outcomes. And then there was also, a, there was a free area too, um, because again, you know, there are some students who are very creative and, and have ideas that we didn't even think about. And then there was another area where we looked at like the student nurse activities, so extracurricular activities that they could put in. And then finally, their plan for the future. So where will I be five years from now? Trying to get them to to have that executive function also of planning for the future. And you mentioned that it sounds like even from the beginning stages that you had incorporated some kind of peer review, as well as review from maybe various instructors as they were moving through these four courses. How were peers introduced to this idea of reviewing a student's portfolio, and and what was that process like? Well, first it started in a very simple way, like, how do I use the technology? How are you using the technology? I don't even know how to push the right buttons or click on the right thing. <laughs> so it, st- it started in that way, but it quickly um, grew into, let me see what you did in your mm-hmm area with another group. Um, Because nursing students, actually, what happens is once we get out of the classroom, we're always in the classroom every week. But when we go into clinical and they understand HIPAA, um, we are in with eight students in a clinical group. And how do nursing students get to take care of many, many patients? In post-conference, we actually share what we did with individual patients. So if you have eight, then really, instead of taking care of one, they're taking care of eight. If they have two patients each, they're taking care of 16. But sometimes you can't highlight Mm. everything in an in-person conference group. So their reflections actually allowed them to um, share that with each other. And, And there are some really funny reflections we read. I mean, you know, again, probably not for most of the public world, but one student reflected on the elimination process of a person who had had 
a problem. How's that? I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and and that, that, that I have no doubt there's interesting <laughs> stories. <laughs> so so it's so basic, but that brought about all that. Is that what nurses do? We do more than sit at a desk mm-hmm. and and push meds, and it just opened up a discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it did take time. I will tell you, it take it took time. And initially, when we were rolling this out in those early years, we did put together a team, a person from every single course who was the super user. And that super user mm-hmm. just helped mentor each of the other faculty into how to use this and how not to be afraid mm-hmm. that your student's going to share HIPAA and how, you know, and the privacy controls that are on mm-hmm. Digication um, so that mm-hmm. that it's not out there on the Internet. So so that was a key feature that I will say sometimes is difficult to maintain um, because there are numerous um, initiatives that come through in any system. Um, but the one thing I would say is right now, there's a focus on peer-to-peer mentoring, okay, in many educational systems. There's a focus on peer-to-peer. So we, we um, piloted having the first semester students share their head-to-toe assessment the video on digication and the peer would use the checklist to validate that it was um, appropriate to submit. So, so they did that. And we did actually see groups that were forming because we, we do have men in nursing and one of the groups in order to be considerate, of they don't take off their clothes, they don't necessarily touch anything, okay? But we said you can um, do your head-to-toe assessment on any person. We stayed away from mannequins because, again, another we want them to understand we're going into clinical. You have to be able to, to work with a human being, okay? It's important to understand mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. we said, for the most part, why don't the men to a head to toe on the men. And I I mean, we don't have right now any transgender um, people in this cohort. So, so they're really, I, you could say that. And um, they've actually started to form their own little group, okay, in, in mm-hmm. that way. And we don't necessarily form those type of individual groups. Um, the other thing that just happened, uh, sometimes students are ill. Um, we had a student who had a reason and that she couldn't be in class and her whole clinical group was very supportive. And what they did is they actually videotaped me in class, um, and all the content and put in notes related to things. And each of them were adding different parts. So they were mentoring their own group um, using the platform of digication. So it, it's a it's an wow. interesting thing, you know, how how sometimes new ideas start and really what my goal would be now, because we are working on um cross semester peer-to-peer mentoring in various ways. Um, 
But my goal now would be, okay, let's see what we can do with a number of people across the courses um, through digication and peer-to-peer mentoring. Because, of course, you have various, I mean, if you wanted to use um, Teams or anything like that, you could, but that's not necessarily saving it in your own portfolio, right? So mm-hmm. for you to look back and for you to see, you know, in the future semesters, and perhaps if um, a second semester student mentored you in some ways, and sometimes mentoring is just like, okay, this is the resources of the college, right? Okay, not necessarily mm-hmm. the tutoring aspect, um, but this is how to set up your desk, your studying, your when you have to study in your car because you're watching your child's football game. I mean, sometimes that's the the mentoring we're we're looking reality. for. Reality, um, yeah, reality, yeah. yeah. So then they could just have that that platform, and some of them um, have decided to share them further, getting beyond like that group I talked about, the eight, or the you know, of course, then someone outside mm-hmm. of the group said, can you share this with the whole class? So we're working on what what we're going to do. But it but it really made me think like, well, there's a good potential here for um sharing your learning across the program. So mm-hmm. So I want to get into the details of, about this a little bit, uh, if that's okay, because this sounds um really exciting. I haven't heard of other nursing um, programs that have implemented this kind of model yet. So it sounds like the the students are kind of choosing who's going to be part of their mentoring group, or maybe you might give Mm -hmm. them some ideas about who they might connect with to have that group. And then how long are they with that group? what I know you mentioned that some are continuing on beyond the initial plan, but what's the original kind of duration that that group is supposed to be working together? So for the most part, they work together in the course, right? Because we are on campus together, you know, there's that initial in-person connection, right? Um, mm-hmm. And this type of mentoring is new that I just described. So it should continue across the semesters. We brought in people um, during the summer, actually, who had graduated. And we made videos um, of them, which probably what I should do is put into a digication platform mentoring, you know, like just almost a collage that people could now go to and have it open to all students so they could pick and choose. Initially, I, you know, I'm a careful risk taker. Okay. So I need always to have um, faculty buy-in, right? I mean, you know, if, if faculty see this as um, not something they would want done, then you lose the success, right? So, so that's mm-hmm. why um, it's moving again in a slower way, but a faster, or a more in-depth way. 
that might be a way to think of it yeah. too. So it's beyond the technology. Yeah. Um, that was easy. And it's um, beyond like due dates, that type of, but now it's going more in depth yeah. of, okay, what are the resources of the school? How do you understand cardiac arrhythmias? I'm going to the tutor. Can you explain it to me in the way you understand it? That type of thing. So, so yeah, it's that fine line. It's that fine balance of understanding. <sighs> There's the tutoring responsibility in our nursing lab. And you, mm -hmm. we're not trying to create another job. We're not paying mentors. I know some colleges do pay mentors. We do not have that ability. Um, so it's a organically grown that you just keep your pulse, you know, your finger on the pulse um, all the time. So you make sure you're going down a path that won't derail it. How's that? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it really seems like you're using the technology to foster the mentoring in ways that might not have been possible without it. So you mentioned the you know, student that was ill and wasn't able to be there in person for some of the course material and maybe even some of the clinical Visits. I'm not sure how many of those may mm -hmm. even take place during a, a particular course, but it sounds like without even being prompted that those that were within that group, you know, took the initiative on their own to, you know, continue using that as a space to, you know, mm -hmm. capture some of this information for their group member. And I mean, it just sounds like it's creating this wonderful model of, I think, what happens when they get into the field that they be, you know, their colleagues become trusted resources as they're navigating mm -hmm. all kinds of situations, different people and personalities and uh, all of the various health issues that they may be navigating. Um, and I'm sure there's just all kinds of different nuances in the different environments that they're working in, whether they're in a smaller office or a hospital setting and all of those pieces of it. So it just seems like as part of the the program and way that you've built this in is modeling the kind of um, you know, relying on each other's colleagues for support and information mm -hmm. and using this element of story to create that connection. And it's really interesting to hear because I, I, my background is not in healthcare. <laughs> so it's really interesting <laughs> to hear how and it makes so much sense in hearing it, how this kind of element of story allows them to kind of draw from the experiences of others that are kind of going through the same courses and clinical experiences, but working with different people and can therefore have the opportunity to not only learn from the individual experiences where they were meeting with the, the patients but also to be able to review the stories from other people that are within their groups and within the courses from them. So they can also kind of mm -hmm. put that into their well of knowledge, 
even though they might not have had the firsthand experience. So I can see how that peer element and that ability to really communicate what what that experience was like and where they felt like it went well and where they felt like they encountered challenges. And I'm curious if some of these stories may even include questions, knowing that other people are going to be looking at it. Um, mm-hmm. So when you're um, kind of giving the students that space to um, look at each other's stories and respond to them, are they, are they doing that when they're in the classroom environment or is this something that they're doing completely online? What kind of time do you think they invest in that mentoring piece versus kind of developing their own stories? I'm I'm really curious about how, how that's kind of organized and, and it may be that you kind of started in one way and this is developed over years, I imagine, if you, as you've tried different things with different cohorts. But I'd, I'd love to learn more about that. I love the way you summarized it, because basically what you were summarizing is development of um, professionalism and collaboration, mm-hmm. which are key elements of becoming a registered nurse in today's world, right? Teamwork, supporting mm-hmm. each other. Um, and how you give feedback too. They learn how to give feedback. So over mm-hmm, the years, mm-hmm. um, it it has been a paper model. I mean, there's been the paper reflection and we've changed the reflection over time. Some years they match to the program outcomes and how the story would be told to the program outcomes. Um, we learned very quickly in the first semester you can't ask questions that open up that conflict and self-esteem, not in the first semester. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is you don't use the word error or medical error um, because actually in healthcare, mm. we're trying to create a just culture of safety where you are responsible for what you have learned but you should be able to discuss the potential that might have happened so that it doesn't happen mm-hmm. to someone else. But it, it's mm-hmm. a fine line of what you choose for words. So right now, the reflection is has moved into, there's still somewhat of a paper component besides telling the story digitally, okay? Because they may not mm-hmm. do every week digitally. All right. Um, Mm -hmm. The paper component, um, there is a theorist um, called Tanner, and it basically nursing is evolving and focusing more on clinical judgment. The nursing process will still be there. That is the language of the nurse assessment and analyzing data. Some would call it diagnosis, okay, and planning implementing, evaluating. So that's a foundation. But now we're adding that increasing complexity of are you looking for the cues? So adding those detailed words, looking for the cues, looking for the um, analysis of the data and moving on that way. That is what the National Council 
licensure exam is moving towards. It is actually going back to case studies, right? And looking at stories and answering the questions. So right now, this is such an opportune moment to bring back Let's look at case studies. Your story is a case study. And let's take that, what does the group see as questions? It it isn't amazing how life does, it always spirals upward, but notice I use the word spiral so it can be a circle at times, right? You can go (laughs) back, you can go back to, um, I won't say it's a Mandela. I don't know, but you know, um, it's you go back to to some of the things that make so much sense if you are a practicing nurse. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's I. Are they doing it in the classroom? Yes, they're doing some things in person. Are they practicing and seeing? Can they do it digitally? I think right now they're doing one to two stories, okay? Um, Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. other instructors are doing three to four stories, all right? That's, Mm -hmm. but students on their own, I haven't asked them yet. I haven't asked them yet. Um, How many stories are you doing on your own, right? Okay, because they, Mm -hmm. that might actually be helpful to their learning. We do actually say to them, Mm -hmm. why don't you talk out loud? So when we're teaching patients and they have to change a dressing, we coach students to talk out loud what they are doing so that the patient actually hears. So now this is a similar thing. If you create your story online, Sometimes when you hear your words, you're like, what are you kidding me? That doesn't make any sense. You know, um, <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it helps you to process too. What did I do? Well, what, what am I going to change? And it's also, this is my personal belief though, that it is um, helping develop their confidence. All right, because the more you can say out loud, this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm doing well, that increases your self-confidence. Because when you come into any professional program, right, you have a confidence in yourself. However, now as you're going through the program, it's being undone and being put back together. And then what happens to your self-confidence and your self-esteem? It it just in the beginning is, I don't know why I picked this career. How can I do this? I'm not sure. Did I make the right choice? You know, so then as they continue to grow, they're like, yes, this is the best decision I ever made in my life. And it changed my life. Mm-hmm. So so mm-hmm. that indirectly answers your question of, is it in the classroom? Is it digitally? Um, do they have time to do this? Many, many students are doing this on their own, um, but they're seeing the modeling behavior in the post-conferences that we run in person, okay? Mm -hmm. And the more stories we get um, that people say they're willing to share can go into that kind of group portfolio because um, then, then that will also increase mentoring. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm just imagining what an incredible 
resource that will become as time moves forward. I mean, you'll basically have this, you'll have Mm -hmm. these digital volumes of all of these experiences that your students Mm -hmm. have had that the, you know, next cohort can then benefit from. I don't know if that, if pieces of that will ever be shared for um, public eyes, but that would be extraordinary. Um, We'd have to review definitely for HIPAA. And, and I, I'm just throwing that in because any, any um, you know, healthcare professional would say HIPAA, HIPAA, HIPAA. But I do agree with you. Imagine if this was national. All right. Imagine if, you know, you could share or regional or within your state or in Connecticut right now, we have the six community colleges. Right. So the consortium, the six community colleges, imagine if um, and that's a dream. okay, uh, but if it could be used and. You know, it might see the buy in from the faculty might be that it actually it makes a faculty live easier too because they have an actual case study story they can share in class, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something that so. the students could continue to draw from on their you know, own accord. Um, I think it could be a wonderful kind of collaboration if it was possible for multiple institutions to become involved in that as well. We'll we'll have to keep chatting about this, Lily. And there is something else I, I that think you so. said as you were you're, talking. You're about. inspiring me. <laughs> <laughs> I know we have our, our little light bulbs are going off. Yeah. This concludes part one of our conversation. To hear part two, be sure to subscribe to Digication Scholars Conversations on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Digication Scholars Conversations is brought to you by Digication, a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thanks for tuning in.